Welcome to Help Me to Understand, a podcast where women give their voices to issues of social justice, political activism, giving back, and other topics relevant today. I'm your host, Felicia Garland. As you look around, you can't avoid the fact that we live in an age of political and social divisions, global warming, economic and racial inequality, and a breakdown in many of our social structures. And that was just this morning's news. I find it can be all so confusing, and I bet you do as well. Perhaps you'd like to make a difference in the world, even if only a small one, but you feel you need more knowledge and understanding around the issues we face in order to develop the tolerance, empathy, and compassion you need to become a force for good. It's my mission with this podcast to hear from women who are working every day to make a difference. So welcome, curious listener, to this journey of discovery and understanding. I'm so glad you're here. Together, let's become a force for good. Today, I'm speaking with Carrie Ann Munstead, an award-winning portrait photographer, inspirational speaker, and coach. Carrie Ann is an artist and nurturer, fiercely motivated to use her talents to make women feel confident, empowered, and whole. Growing up with an abusive role model left her filled with fear. She countered this by attempting to be perfect, but never took the time to understand who she really was. She continued down a path seeking perfection that led to a marriage, a job, and other endeavors that weren't right for her. While in her 30s, she embarked on a spiritual journey to know herself. To her delight, she connected back to the thing that brought her joy as a child, photography. It was there she discovered her innate talent to capture a person's true inner beauty, the real person inside. When not behind her camera, Carrie Ann is a wife, mommy to a toddler son, stepmother to a teenage daughter, and also a doggy mama. Hi, Carrie Ann. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Felicia. Thanks so much for having me today. So I've been thinking a lot about our conversation Yeah. because I'm thinking, well, why am I speaking to a photographer? What is it that I need to know that the world needs to know about a photographer or, or what they do? But as you know, I went to your website, which is beautiful, by the way, and then we'll talk more about that. But I was really drawn in by first your story and also the photos of the women there. Yeah. And I, I know speaking for myself, certainly, and I suspect other women, I dread when someone pulls out the, out the camera, I want to find somebody to hide behind. I want to be in the back row. And even if there is a photo that people say, oh, this is a good photo, I never am happy with the yeah. photo. And as once we connected, I think I also shared with you the fact that there are no photos of me on my website, right? except for one that's probably eight or nine years old, mm -hmm. and I'm flanked by my two sons. You know, right. Each one's covering a hip. <laughs> so, <laughs> so all of that got me thinking, and which is what you raised on your website and why we're speaking today, right. is those fears that I have, that other women have about photography. Mm -hmm. It's a tip of the iceberg. Is there something else there that that fear represents? Right. And right. how does that impact our life? So right. that's kind of the context. And the big word, I think, for you on your website is perfectionism. Yes. And you talk about that in your story. So tell us about your struggle with perfection and what you've learned and working with women around that. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, as I said in my bio, I grew up with a role model in my life who was very abusive. And 
what I did to combat that so I wouldn't get in trouble, so I wouldn't get hit, all the things, is that I became the perfect child, right? Getting the perfect grades, being perfect in sports, you know, all of those things so that I wouldn't get into trouble so that I would, you know, just kind of maintain the peace that, you know, that, that's, mm-hmm. what I, that's what I did to, we all kind of face those situations differently. And that's what I did to face that situation. And, you know, as, as I got older and older, what I realized is that because I was always just trying to put on this perfect face to be something for someone else, I never really knew who I was. I didn't know anything about myself. And, and the older I got, the more and more I didn't like this perfect version of myself because I didn't even know who that was, right? So I really started diving into this area of perfectionism and how it affected me. And I've been doing that work on myself for, gosh, over a decade probably now. It's never really over. It's never over. (laughs) That's a big thing with perfectionism is that we can get lots of tools to help us combat it in our day-to-day life so that when those voices get really, really strong and they're telling us that we're not good enough, we're not something enough, right? We have tools Mm -hmm. to shut them down faster. But the reality of it is, is that it's never gone. Uh Elizabeth Gilbert, I'm sure you know her, know of her. She tells this really wonderful story and I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit, but it was from her book, Big Magic. And she said, and she was talking about fear, but I look at it as perfectionism. I mean, perfectionism and fear go hand in hand, but she said something along the lines of, you know, perfectionism is always going to be a passenger with you on your journey. So if you're in a car and you're taking a journey, you're, you're on a road trip, you're going somewhere, perfectionism is going to be in the car with you. But what you need to make sure you do is you never let perfectionism take over the wheel. You never let perfectionism hold on to that wheel. You don't even really let them touch the radio, you know, try, <laughs> try to put perfectionism right. in the back seat or maybe even in the trunk, right? It's always going to be there with you. But we have... Mm-hmm the ability to control how much it actually affects our lives. So as I I became a photographer, um, started doing this about full-time about three years ago, and what I noticed time and time again, it's what you kind of touched Mm -hmm. on, is that women coming to me, the first thing they say to me is, I hate to have my photo taken, right? And it's it's a hard profession to be in when when you're about to take somebody's picture and they tell you how much they hate their pictures, right? It doesn't doesn't stop the dentist from pulling your teeth out when you say it'll like to be there. It still has to happen, right? Right. So, but what I noticed is this idea of perfectionism showing up time and time again for women when they were about to be photographed, right? Mm -hmm. You know, perfectionism, when it comes down to it, is just not feeling good enough. Like, we're, we're never good enough. We're never smart enough or successful enough or thin enough or, or whatever it is, you know? Mm -hmm. So they would come to me and they would say, or I would see these perfectionist tendencies showing up for them, always wanting to lose 20 or 50 pounds or whatever, you know, not thin enough. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm too old to be photographed. I have too many wrinkles, right? I'm not successful enough in my business, all these things. Right. So I really started looking at this area and it's like, okay, if women are being held back from perfectionism in terms of existing in photos, where else in life are they being held back from perfectionism? And it was just like right. this light bulb moment. And, and I started looking at my own life and it's like, wow, okay, if I want to go step on a stage and talk in front of people, I'm potentially going to be holding myself back because I'm going to be so worried about not being thin enough up on that stage and what people are going to be judging me or, or saying the wrong things, flubbing my words a little bit, that that's going to stop me from being on stage and getting my message out, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't write a book because we think that our message isn't important enough. We think that people aren't going to read it and we're going to fail, right? So that piece of perfectionism holds us back in so many different areas. So 
in addition to photography, what I started doing is I developed a keynote talk around perfectionism mm -hmm. and really changing those negative perfectionist thoughts to more positive thoughts so we could kind of get unstuck and live our life to its fullest potential. So I'm now like talking about perfectionism to, to women's groups across the U.S. And I even develop a deeper group coaching course around it because there are just so many different facets of perfectionism. So mm -hmm. it's like my whole life now, perfectionism, right? When it comes to photography, speaking, coaching, but it's such an important topic. And I'm so glad to be getting this message out more and more and helping women combat it. Mm -hmm. Well, I do want to talk about the speaking and the coaching. Yeah, and yeah. Sorry. I know I kind of went, went into that a little bit. Oh, no, no, no. I definitely want to make sure we cover that. And on your website, yeah, you do talk about, again, getting to this idea of how it holds women back. Yeah. You reference, you know, the jiggly thighs yeah. and the comfy <laughs> tummy right. and have you ever not done something because of, right. And I know uh, there's nothing worse than having, uh, was when I was more involved in business, having a, a corporate retreat or something where you had to go to the beach and show yes. up. And I, again, I would wrap up in a towel and didn't want to engage. Mm -hmm. And right. All the times that we don't put ourselves out there, it was just the smallest little area. Women, we know when we think we look good, we know when we in business, when we feel like our hair looks good and our clothes mm -hmm. look good. Right. We project much differently than yeah. if we think our hair is bad and our suits too tight, right. right? And we don't, we just kind of sit in the back and are very quiet. I mean, we pay a price for not being comfortable and being out there. Absolutely. It, it holds us back from, from engaging with our colleagues, from, you know, like that, the situation that you just said, from, gosh, so many different areas. I was just talking to my, when I do sessions with my clients, we have a, they get full hair and makeup done. And so I was just talking mm -hmm. about this with my hair and makeup artist yesterday. And she said the same thing, like, She'll go for like a vacation every year with her family. And even though it's her uh -huh. family, if they're going to the beach or to the pool or something, she either won't go because she has to put a bathing suit on or she'll cover up and won't engage with the swimming activities or the laying out activities or something like that, right? Because she's uh -huh. too worried about what other people will think about her body if she's out there. So especially with this, this idea of body dissatisfaction, I mean, that's such a big area of perfectionism. This is what I noticed. What have like you, yeah, what have you learned about yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. it's, Tell it's us really, about how to get over that. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, for a lot of women, I'm not going to say for all women, but for a lot of women, body dissatisfaction is this area of perfectionism that really affects us the most. In my coaching program, I have all the women um, take some kind of pretest questions. And every single time this one question, I am highly self-critical of my body, gets a number 10 rating every single time. So we spend a lot of time talking about that because it's clearly something that, that's on their mind and is, and is holding them back. I mean, and for my own self, my body dissatisfaction, um, I know you were just on a podcast, you can't see me, but I'm a curvy girl. And it's been so heavy for me sometimes that I would walk into a networking group or, or to a networking event and I'd look around and maybe I wouldn't see anybody that I knew, but all I would see was like, what I was looking at was these perfect bodies, people who looked perfect, were beautiful. And I looked at myself and I thought, I do not fit in here. I would take a lap around the room and literally walk out. So what is that holding me back from? That's holding me back from building my business because I wasn't engaging in that networking opportunity. It, it holds me back from getting to know real true people and letting them know the real true me because I'm so dissatisfied with the way that people might perceive my body, right? 
Mm-hmm. So this area of body dissatisfaction definitely holds us back in lots of areas, including being photographed. Well, I'm getting a little misty-eyed here because <laughs> curvy myself, yeah. what you're describing, I have felt so many times yeah. and networking for women, especially in those events can be just so crushing <laughs> if you, if you don't feel you're right. You're looking at all the single, uh, not single, but thin, you know, women, right? Or, who seem more put together, but who seem more put together. That's the thing. See, we all yes. have our own things, right? Exactly. We all have if our own bothered, things. Yes. If we bother to go in there, strike up a conversation, you realize they have some fear of some other impression. We all do. We all do. That's the thing. If we would, you know, if we have the courage to put our fear aside, our fear of being judged, our fear of not being good enough aside, that's when we can walk into a room as our real, true, authentic selves. And honestly, people are going to be attracted to that energy that you bring, right? And that's when it will open up those conversations to get to know people for who they are. We have to stop judging ourselves for our outsides and and Mm -hmm. learn who we are on the insides. And that's just going to make such a beautiful change in our world in general. Well, let's then we'll circle back to your website. <laughs> yeah, which, sorry, we keep getting I do want to. I, I, I do want to ask you before we, because I, I want to talk about the photography, yeah. definitely. But when you go to your website, you see the women there, yeah. and it is a, again, it's a beautiful site. Thank you. And you see the women and the after photos of them. Mm-hmm. Now they are beautiful. Yeah. They are beautiful. You see the beauty in the woman. They're not classic beauties by any stretch. You know, if you want to be critical, their bodies are all different. Their hair is all, everything's different. Yeah. But there's a glow that they yeah. have of confidence or something. And one of the women commented, I think, on the site that she finally felt as though the woman in the photograph was the woman she always felt she was. Yes. But could never see. Yes, 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 yes. So I don't know how you're able to capture that, but you do. <laughs> so we'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah. But then let's go back to in the coaching. Yeah. I don't want you to obviously share everything that you provide, but can you give us a little bit of a tip? How do you help somebody get over? Because you don't want to get to the point where I'm like, I don't really give a hoot when anybody thinks. Right. But it's probably somewhat closer to that. Right. Yeah. We do lots of tools. We do lots of journaling in it. You know, one of the big things that I love to do is that you know, I look at like, what's something that you really want in your life, right? What's a goal that you want in your life? And maybe it's to grow your business. I don't, I don't know what it is. But then what I have women do is I have them write down the, this goal that they want. And then this is the kind of hard part. But then I have them sit down and write out what are all the reasons that are coming up in your mind? It's what I call the self-bully. It's those negative perfectionist thoughts, that self-bully in your mind. What are all the mm-hmm. reasons that that self-bully is telling you now that you can't achieve that goal, right? And so many mm-hmm. times I'm too fat, I'm too old, I will fail, you know, over such and such and such. And then what I have them do is I ask them, now, what would your best friend say to that, right? Uh-huh. So we want to change our best, our self-bully into our self-bestie, right? So what would your best friend say? If she said, you know, if you said, I'm too fat to be photographed, would she say that that's true? No, of course not, right? <laughs> like our best friend is someone who builds us up and who, and who talks us up and makes us feel good and confident. She'd say, you know what? Maybe you have some curves and that's okay. You are beautiful just as you are and you deserve to exist in photos just as you are, right? So then what I have them do is I take that and I have them turn it into an I am statement. Something like, 
Okay. I am beautiful and I deserve to exist in photos just as I am. Right. So we go from this real negative judgment about us to what would my best friend say? Something more, more uplifting. But then we turn it into an I am statement. And that's when it's like doing an I am statement is so powerful because it's just saying that you are in it right now. You are living it. You are experiencing it. So if you can put that up somewhere and read that and look at it every day, soon you will be living that and experiencing it. So, you know, that's just one of the many tools that we do mm-hmm. in the coaching program, but that's definitely, uh, definitely a powerful one right there. Well, you're also a speaker and I, it's, I think the title of your keynote speech, yeah. I guess, is is exactly that is. is how yeah. language changes your your thinking or it's it's yeah paraphrasing yeah, but, yeah. exactly it's called from from bully to bestie and how if we shift our perfectionist thoughts we can really i'm paraphrasing right now too but we can really get get unstuck and live our most fulfilling lives that we want right the, the negative mm-hmm. words that we tell ourselves are the things that pull us down and and keep us stuck, right? So if we can shift those negative words in our head to things that are more loving and kind and uplifting, that's when we grow and we thrive and we blossom in our lives. Well, that's what I was thinking about this morning before we we got together is, and again, the whole reason why you're talking to a photographer is I spend a lot of time talking to people about issues of hate. Right. And it's always external hate. Yeah. Yeah. This is hate for ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Why do we want to bully ourselves? I mean, if we can't have ourselves as our best friend. Yeah. Who can Exactly. There's um this reminds me of uh, something that I talk about in my keynote address. There was many years ago, a decade or so ago, there was a woman in London who did this experiment. And what she did is she went and bought two exact like potted plants, maybe from you know, Home Depot or, you know, plant mm-hmm. nursery. And for four weeks, day in and day out, she said, I love you to one plant and I hate you to the other plant. Okay. Four weeks, day in and day out. I love you. I hate you. And you know what happened? The plant I... that she said, I love you to literally bloomed and grew. And the plant that she said, I hate you to withered and died. Oh and God. what's really interesting about that is that Plants are made up of about 90% water. And so, so it's the, it's the words and the energy reacting to the water that keeps those plants alive. And humans mm-hmm. are 70% water. So really the thoughts and the words that we use on ourselves, not only that, mm-hmm. that we hear from other people, but that we say to ourselves in our head affects us the same way that it does those plants. So the more that we can say kind, loving words to ourselves, the more we are going to literally bloom and grow ourselves. And the more that we say those really destructive, unkind words to ourselves, that's when we're going to wither up and, and maybe not literally die, but die inside mm-hmm. and keep us from living our lives to their fullest potential. So I just think that that's a really cool comparison and story um, that really fit right now. That is, that's an amazing story. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. I know my sister grew a plant uh, when we were younger and it was something that she talked to all the time and she stroked it and, you know, and right. kind of petted it and it grew very well. Yeah. But I, when you were speaking about that, I'm thinking, oh my God, as a mother, yeah. I know you're a mother. Oh boy. And a stepmom. Yeah. Oh, I'm starting to think about, oh, did I, what did I say to my sons? Oh, yeah. I'm hoping I was always positive. Yeah. Uh, and even if there was something that was, I had to, you know, criticize yeah. them, that it was in a positive, uplifting way. Right. But how terrible to do it to ourselves and then to do it to, you know, to others. Exactly. To and, and that's the, how, how, yes. how hurtful they can be. We don't even realize. That's the thing. We don't even realize that we're doing it right. And that's why I, I talk about this because 
we really have to stop it so we don't continue to put this on future generations, right? We don't even, mm -hmm. again, we don't even realize that we're doing it. So we might say some kind of flippant comment to our children or grandchildren or something, and that sticks right. with them for their entire lives. And we didn't even realize the impact of those words. Yeah. So that's why we, we work on changing it now so it doesn't affect our kiddos and grandkids that way. Mm hmm we all love to uh, get praise, but we do tend to focus on the things when somebody says something negative to us. It's, oh gosh. You know, it's, it's like, oh. it's like that 90, 10% rule. I forget what it is exactly, but you yeah. know, we get 90% praise and 10%, uh -huh. you know, negativity. And then we focus on that 10% and can't even see the 90%. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfectionism, right? <laughs> That's it. That's absolutely it. So you talked a little bit about it exists yeah. in photos yeah. and you do mention that on the website. Yeah. What do you mean by exist right in photos so this is what i mean by that in my late 20s and 30s i started gaining weight and and as many people feel when they start gaining weight they feel like they shouldn't even be photographed at all right why would i why would i want to see my body like it is in photos at all so there's literally mm -hmm. almost a decade of my life where i do not exist in photos at all because whenever you're I, you, I'm nodding my You're head. You're nodding your head because... right now. And even when you said that earlier in the day today, <laughs> yes. too, right? Like as yeah. our, it's, yes. it's that body dissatisfaction and, and we don't want, you know, it, it's not, it's nothing against our, it's not really our bodies. It's that we are disappointed in ourselves. We have, mm. we have disappointment okay. in ourselves for letting us get this way. We have shame around it. We have a lot of negative feelings around it. And I think when we see our bodies this way, it's not even about a bigger body. It's about, seeing our shame, seeing our disappointment over and over again. And why would we want to see that, right? It's why we walk by mm -hmm. a mirror and won't even look at, look at the mirror, right? It's not about our bodies. It's about something a lot deeper than that. And so what my goal is, is that because I know that I didn't exist in photos for a whole decade, I don't want that for anyone because here's what it comes down to. Your kiddos don't care about your body, you know? Your grandkiddos don't care about your body. They love you for who you are as a mother, as a grandmother. They just want to see pictures of you. When we're mm -hmm. gone, we don't want to have not existed in photos of our, our whole lives and not left pictures of ourselves to our kiddos and our grandkiddos, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my mission is to create a really loving, warm environment where women no matter their size or their age or, or anything, feel really comfortable coming and getting in front of the camera. So they don't exist in photos like I did. So they can step in front of the camera, exist beautifully in photos and have pictures, not only for themselves, but for future generations too. And I can see that that is, that's uh, hitting a nerve right now, isn't it? <laughs> We're both getting a little reclaimed yeah, I know, here. Right? I have to say, I'm dabbing, yeah. dabbing my ears yeah. because of my eyes, but you're right. I, uh, my sons don't have, I'm not a grandmother yet, yeah. but at some point, there will be this big gap, yeah. you know, between but they won't have photos of me. And that's, wow, that's getting a little scary. So, but so you with a woman, not your coaching clients, but let's say when they're coming into having their photos yeah. done, yeah. you're with them for what, hour, hour, hour and a half to okay. how do you get that change to happen? Oh, yeah. In such a short period of time. Yeah, well, it's not just the makeup artist and the hair. No, right? no, it's, it's more, than, more that. than that. Yeah, yeah. We're actually together for four hours. 
Whoa, yeah, it's, cool. it's, a, it's a big thing. So there are lots of things that happen. First of all, you know, we're developing a relationship ahead of time by having Zoom calls or talks ahead of time just to get to know each other so they can start feeling a lot more comfortable with me. And so mm-hmm. I can find out maybe what some of their insecurities are, right? So I can work with that and be very, very cognizant and loving towards that when they are in the studio with me. Mm-hmm. On the day of the photo session, women come in and we spend four hours together. And it's, it really is to just, you know, sit into the time and get comfortable and have the time to really just be able to talk and laugh and, and have fun together. Because once we can get into that space, you know, we let a lot of the other insecurities kind of fade away. So, so they get full hair and makeup and that's a really fun time because, you know, like you said earlier, when we're in full hair and makeup, you know, we don't have to be in full hair and makeup, but sometimes when we are, we just kind of build our confidence. We feel like, Hey, you look at me. I'm looking really (laughs) great. You know, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. So it's a great hour to an hour and a half just to relax and kind of get in the zone of just this kind of like self, you know, self time for ourselves. You get to have fun and chat with the hair and makeup artists and laugh. So it just kind of gets you in that frame of mind. And then you come into the studio with me. And you know what I said about these words, about how words affect us, right? Uh The entire time. And I'm not just saying this to say it, but like I say it because I mean it. I'm telling you how beautiful you look, how gorgeous you look. We're just standing there admiring your beauty for a while. You know, like I'm just constantly putting out these words of affirmation. And again, it's not because I don't genuinely mean it. Like I genuinely mean it. But when you're constantly hearing words of affirmation, it changes how you feel about yourself, right? So if if you're in this arena for four hours, just getting told how amazing and beautiful (laughs) you are, powerful, and oh my gosh, look how wonderful you are, right? Yeah, like Uh it builds our confidence. So you should see the change in women from the time that they come in, right? To the time mm-hmm. that they leave. I mean, it's not like they're meek when they come in, but, but you know, we're just like average everyday women, women, women when we come in. But when we leave, it's like heads up. Like, yeah, I'm a superstar yeah. leaving in the studio, <laughs> you know? It's definitely well, you start to change. see your own potential, you right? Know? Yeah. There. It's, it, it changes you when you can start seeing your own potential too, right? Mm-hmm. To shift inside. So, so yeah, so that's how we can kind of create that environment. So women feel free to be vulnerable in front of the camera and show their true authentic selves. And that's how I'm able to bring out the person that's inside the woman out and reflect that in her pictures. Mm-hmm. Is it slightly is a little different when you're younger and heavier? Sometimes you want to be invisible, almost. You kind of want to fade back. Yeah. But when you're older... Mm-hmm. You already, by definition, are invisible. Exactly. At least as an older woman, I can say that you definitely feel that. Right. Is it a little different working with somebody, with a woman who's older than, or is it just adding on to the jiggly thighs and the puffy cheeks and the double chin? And by the way, she's old. Yeah. Just one more level. You have to. Exactly. Exactly. Because now we've got more wrinkles and and this and Mm -hmm. that, right? So there's just even more things. Absolutely. Yep. So you have different kinds of photographs, or you refer to them as a brand photo. Yeah. I think I know what that is, but I'm not exactly sure. So, yeah. and then there's a beauty photo, uh-huh. which I think used to be the old, was it vanity? Glamour shot. Glamour shot. Yeah, I know. Not exactly. Yeah, which always looked kind of whatever. Yeah. But so, so what is a brand photo and why would you have one and use it? I love that question. Yeah. So everyone knows what a headshot is, right? Like, you know what a headshot is, right? I know. As a former attorney, I had like 15 different versions of the same. There you go. Either my, I was either tilted left or right. There was no difference. 
at any of the photos. And so, so what a headshot does is it shows a picture of what you look like, right? Okay. Right. Brand photos show who you are as a person. They're more for your business still. So you can still consider them headshots, but they're headshots with way more personality, right? I typically mm -hmm. photograph women business owners, women professionals who want to get across like the person that they are, not just what they look like, but who they are deeper in their soul. So they're still very professional pictures, but we use more open and inviting poses. We use mm -hmm. more props, you know, like maybe they're working at their computer, drinking a, you know, a mug of coffee. We have them sitting on couches or, or stools. So we use props. We use just different poses and we do full body. It's not just like their head, right? I mean, it's more full mm -hmm. body or three quarters body. Still, again, very professional to show what they do in their business, but more who their business is, who they are in their business. So that's the way that I look at the difference between headshots and branding portraits is that headshots show what you look like. And branding mm -hmm. portraits, of course, show what you look like, but they show who you are deeper in your soul. So, so that's kind of what it is on the side of branding portraits. And, and women need these for, you know, websites. So we're going to get you out to Arizona one of these days, by the way. I'm, boy, I'm coming over to tell my, for your tell website, my significant other. Yeah. I'm going to just add my photos. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, they use it for social media. They use it for, they, for speaking engagements, all sorts of things. It's just to create a collection of images that they can use for their business or in their professional lives. Beauty, on the other hand, it's much the same. It's just that, those are more photos just for ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't necessarily have to be boudoir where we're, you know, wearing lingerie or something like that, right? But it's just more intimate photos that aren't meant to be shared on your website and social media. They're more pictures mm -hmm. of ourselves that maybe we put up on our walls. So every day we walk by them and we see our beauty and we derive confidence from that and we derive power from that, right? So, mm -hmm. so they're, you know, the posing's a little bit different. The look, the expressions are a little bit different. The clothes are a little bit different, but they're both meant to be confidence building, you know, sessions, just whether it's for the business side or the personal side. And it's, uh, it was interesting that you just talked about being invisible as you get older too, because I just started this mm -hmm. project called 40 women over 40. So it's a really amazing project where I'm photographing 40 women over the age of 40. So we can really start changing the way that women over 40 are viewed because as mm -hmm. we age, you know, society puts so much emphasis on youth, right? And as we age, we start feeling less visible. We start feeling more mm -hmm. visible. Oh, absolutely. We start, we start feeling less worthy. We start, you know, it's like kind of, well, they're putting them out to pasture or something like that, right? They're getting <laughs> older, right? You know? But it's, it's the complete opposite, right? As we're getting older, we have more wisdom and we're getting more confidence and power and we're doing so much more in our, our businesses and our professions and stuff. So it's really to put the emphasis on the more mature woman and to show mm -hmm. that, you know, beauty has no age, beauty has no, no limitations, right? So it's a really right. beautiful project that I actually just kicked off yesterday. Oh. And we'll be running that through the end of the year, uh, culminating in an actual art exhibit at my studio where all the women who are participating actually will see large pieces of artwork of them up on the walls. They can invite all their friends and family and stuff. Oh, oh how it's cool. It'd be a lot of fun. But I just, I thought it was important yeah. to say that since you touched on, you know, as you mm -hmm. get older, starting to feel less visible in the world. Definitely remember when I was younger, you know, uh, walking past a construction site, you know, maybe in the city somewhere and, and you know, maybe if they got a hoot or something or other and how offended I was. And now at, at my, I'd love to have a hoot, you know, <laughs> right. a whistle wouldn't be bad either. 
But then it also made me think that I think what you're, a lot of what you're talking about is feeling beautiful from within. Yeah, exactly. And so why do we need so much validation from outside? Right, right. Why do we? Right. Why do we care so much? Why can't just getting over that? Yes. The more beautiful that we can feel on the inside, we don't need that external validation anymore because we see our beauty. We see our confidence. Like we just bring that from the inside out and we don't need all that external validation anymore. Again, the reason to change those thoughts in our heads so we can get to that place of not needing that external validation so that when we walk into that networking group or that networking meeting or something like that, we're not constantly mm-hmm. feeling like people are judging us and we turn our tail and run out. You know, <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like I am who I am. I'm showing up as my authentic self take it or leave it. And let's see what we can do here. You know, it's a very different feeling of those two perspectives walking into a networking mm-hmm. meeting. Well, too, it also can get yourself out of your own head and then you, you can better focus on somebody else. Right. If you're not constantly thinking, oh, you know, how's my suit fitting again? Or think of what we could accomplish if we yes. stopped thinking yeah. those negative things. If we stop thinking, oh my gosh, my hair must not be perfect enough or my outfit isn't perfect enough or gosh, are they going to see this like lump on my arm or, you know, think, <laughs> think what else we could accomplish in this world if we stopped mm-hmm. thinking all those negative thoughts and, and just kind of like pulled them out of our head. What else could we do with our lives? You know? Oh yeah. The right? energy, the, oh, the time spent so with much. that. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> no power shortage if we could get rid of that. <laughs> One more question about your coaching. Yeah. We do probably, unfortunately, we could go on for a while, <laughs> wrap this up. But when you work with a, a woman, yeah. I mean, it's a journey. You're never going to work, work, work. Now I'm perfect. I'm whole. I'm fine. I'm, it's a work in progress, yeah. right? Yeah. A, a woman is never really done with this self. No. Never, okay. never. It's, it's a constant, you know, it's easier to just go on as we are, right? Letting the mm-hmm. negative thoughts rule us. It's, it's easy that way, honestly. It's hard work to constantly be listening to the chatter in our minds. And when we hear it, you know, we do something to change it. We, you know, say an affirmation or something like that. It's hard work mm-hmm. to do that. And it can become mentally exhausting, right? So mm-hmm. It doesn't ever stop. It's a journey and it's, it's kind of a hard journey too. And there are times when it's harder and sometimes when it's less hard. I've been doing the work in this on myself for probably 10 years. And I know that that's like, mm-hmm. oh gosh, why should I even start? Because if it's going to take that long, you know, why even get started? But you get started because I'm here to tell you that what comes out on the end of it is amazing. You know, I was mm-hmm. that perfect person who, pretty much hated myself. You know, nobody knew who I was because I wouldn't let anyone get close enough to me. I didn't want them to kind of break through my, my barrier and see all my imperfections. You know, I Mm -hmm. hardly had any close relationships. I mean, I did not like that person and I have done a lot of hard work and it's been harder over time and it's been mentally exhausting at sometimes, but now I am just out there living my true authentic life. And, and I'm not saying that perfection doesn't still come up for me, you know? Oh, sure. Getting on this podcast with you this morning, I was like, what if she asked me a question and I don't know how to answer it and everyone thinks that I look (laughs) stupid and I'm a failure and why am I out talking about this anyway? All those things are still coming up, but I can shut it down so much faster and just say, go out there, be your authentic self, be you and, you know, and it will be, everything will be just fine. So there is beauty at the other end of it if you have the courage to work through it and Mm. take the time with it that you need. 
Well, this has been really wonderful. I do um, recommend that everybody take a look at your website, which is, Thank by you. the way, carrieannemunstead.com. Yeah, and good luck spelling that. So I'm hopeful that you'll put some links in there somewhere. There will be. <laughs> okay, Absolutely. <good. laughs> I always, there, there will be a link on the website also to your social media. And well, there'll be some show notes as well. We'll have links to all to your website as well. I just, I recommend everybody take a look at it. Thank because you. If you can't hear it in Carrie Ann's voice, she is just a glowing, glowing personality. Oh. And just, again, the women on there just did a fabulous job. Oh, thank so, you. Thank you. So let's see. Is there anything else we need to, anything else you, before we go that you want like us to know about your work? Or we def, any way we could look at the 40 women over 40? Is that just going to be local in Phoenix? Or does no. Women are, anywhere? women are flying in from all over the, all over the place to come in for it. So I'm not going to be out doing it other places, but women are flying into Phoenix to do that. So I'm based out of Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But can anybody not in Phoenix see your work? Yeah. So just reach out to me. So I don't, if you go to Carrie Ann Munstead backslash 40 dash over dash 40. So maybe we can mm -hmm. put that link on the bottom here as well. Sure. They can go mm -hmm. and see, you know, find out even more about this project. We are photographing 40 women for it. I'm about halfway done with it at this point. And okay. so, so if they're interested, definitely reach out to me right away. I've got some special pricing around it. And, and it's, you know, not only is the art exhibit we're doing, a, we're featuring women and their stories about being over 40 in a magazine. I mean, it's just a really cool project. So yeah, let's, let's make sure to put the link in there too. Um, but I think that uh -huh. would be fantastic. Okay. Thank you. Will do. Anyway, thanks so much, Carrie. I really appreciate it. It was great speaking with you. Thank you. I appreciate it as well. That's it for this episode of Help Me to Understand. If you like what you've heard, please go to our website, helpme2understand.com to listen to more great episodes. Or, better yet, subscribe to receive new episodes as they are released. I'm so glad you can join me. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.